Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Thank you for this opportunity to come before your people, God. I pray, Lord God, that you would get the glory, that you would get the honor and the praise, Lord. I pray that we will leave here bettered than when we first came. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. On last week, um, our guest evangelist um, brought forth the word and it encouraged us to declare the word of God. He said that we needed to say something. He said, because we have the authority to do so. I agree with the word and I have accepted it. And, and, and in order to push further the word that was preached in our hearing on last week, I have a word and it's entitled, God is listening. Amen. Come on, look at somebody say, God is listening. <laughs> uh, come on, look at somebody else say, God is listening. My beautiful wife um, used to get on me about not listening to her. No. Yes, I, I, I used to hear, but not listen to her. Because I thought, because the, the game was on, and um, I can multitask pretty good, as so I thought. Um, but after a while, I noticed that she became more and more frustrated. But I couldn't realize the magnitude until the shoe was on the other foot. I became uh, uh, frustrated because I didn't feel she was listening because uh, she was typing on her little old MacBook. And I'm trying to tell her something. She is... Um, watching her favorite shows and giving me a casual ha 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 ha. And I'm getting frustrated because I wanted her eyes to be on me. I, I wanted all of her attention because I wanted her to listen to me and not just hear me. So I realized there was a difference between hearing and listening. Oftentimes we hear people, but rarely do we listen. Uh, uh, when we hear you, we know that there are words that are coming out of your mouth. But when we listen, we're focused, we're intent, and we're ready to respond. We serve a God who listens and who's ready to respond. Look at somebody again and say, God. It's listening. Some of us are like I was and um, are very frustrated because um, I didn't believe I was listened to. And you're frustrated because you don't believe God is listening to you. But he sent me to tell you today that he is listening to you. He's not listening to merely um, point the finger or find blame or to be in your business and to be nosy about the thing. He is, he is listening because he loves you. He's listening because he wants you to make it out of it. Whatever your it may be, he wants you to escape it. That's why he's saying, I'm 
listening to you, and he is intentional about his listening. How many know that it doesn't matter how much you speak? If a person, um, or, or speak to a person, if um, the person isn't listening. But the true testament of whether or not someone is listening is in their response. <laughs> not necessarily when they respond, but the response itself, whether it's by action or by word. Let me tell you this again. The true testament, you have to understand this point, because some of us are waiting on a response from God, and it's taken a little while. The true testament of whether or not someone is listening is their response, not necessarily when they respond, but the response itself. Go to, go to Daniel before we go into um, Jonah. Book of Daniel, chapter 10. The book of Daniel, chapter 10. And when you have it, say amen. amen. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 10, and um, I'm going to, just for a little understanding, I'm going to read verse 1 through 5, and then um, we're going to go to verse 12. It says, in the third year of the reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, had another vision. It concerned events, um, um, events certain to happen in the future, times of great tribulation, wars, and sorrows, and this time he understood what the vision meant. I'm reading from the Living Bible. When the vision came to me, Daniel said later, I had been in mourning for three full weeks. All the time I tasted, I, I tasted neither wine nor meat. Of course, I went without desserts. I never washed nor shaved nor combed my hair. Boy was struggling. Boy was in it. I'm talking, he was vested in it. Then one day early in April, as I was standing beside the great Tigris River, I looked up and suddenly there before me stood a person robed in linen garments with a belt of the purest gold around his waist and glowing luxurious skin. From his face came blinding flashes like lightning and his eyes were pools of fire. His arms and feet shone like polished brass and his voice was like the roaring of the vast multitude of people. Verse number 12. Then he said, don't be frightened, Daniel, for your request has been heard in heaven and was answered the very first day. You began to fast before the Lord and pray for understanding. The very day I, the very day 
I was sent before here to meet you. But for 21 days, the mighty evil spirit who overrules the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the top officers of the heaven armies, came to help me so that I was able to break through these spirit rulers of Persia. Now I'm here to tell you what will happen to your people. So what, what God wanted us to understand in this is that he heard you the first day. The response was on its way the first day, but something is holding it back up. There is a fight going on in the spirit that we don't know not that that we don't know of. Some things that are going on and you're waiting on a response from God and you're saying, I've been praying to God and I've been seeking his face. Is God listening? Well, what's going on? If he's listening, why isn't he responding? There's a fight going on for you. There's a fight going on for your faith. Because um, um, uh, during this time or during this um, trying time, your faith is being battled. Your, your faith is being tested. Your, your faith is being, being pushed around because you expecting God to answer you right now. Not now, but now. Yeah. <laughs> shoot, we from the South now. Shoot, I'm from the South now. Shoot, I've been here. I've been here a while. <laughs> I don't I, I don't got my t-shirt. <laughs> so <laughs> so the thing about it is God wants you to understand that he has heard your prayer. And he is listening to what you're saying. And he's listening to your grievances and what's going on. And understand that you're going through a little storm and you're going through some trials. But he's saying, I'm listening to you. I'm right here with you, baby. Just hold on just a little while longer. God is listening. Go to 1 John 5, 14. 1 John 5, 14. And I'll be reading this from the NIV. It says this. This is the confidence we have. God, I thank you. This is the boldness that we have. This is, this is how we come to God. We have confidence when we go into God. We're not going, oh, uh, don't know if this is going to happen. Let me just roll a dice. It, it, may, it may come forth. No, baby, I'm going with confidence. It's like you go in front of your daddy and, or your mama and you're saying, dad, mom, you know, I want this. I, I, you know, I need this. And you know your parents are going to give it to you. You're not going to go in and say, you know, because guess what? You're doing what you need to do. So you're saying, Dad, come on. Come on. And then look about it. Look at this. Even sometimes when you're not doing what you need to do and you still go up, Dad is still there. He's going to give you a talking to, but you're going to leave with your hand, your palms greased. Because there are some times we're not doing what we're supposed to do, but God still is faithful. The Bible says even when we're unfaithful, he's still faithful. So it says this is the confidence we have 
um, 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. God is listening. Jonah chapter 1. Jonah, uh, thank you, Lord. Chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Who would think in a place of despair, God would hear us? Jonah is now fleeing the presence of the Lord, and it's not a mistake. He's fleeing and it's intentional. He's doing wrong, and it's intentional. There is some stuff that we've done. It was intentional. We could find ourselves in Jonah. He eventually, um, as you continue to read, he eventually gets thrown overboard and swallowed by a fish that God provides. <laughs> During this entire discourse, Jonah never prayed. So can you imagine him in the fish? Because at this time, he's thrown overboard, and now he's in the belly of the fish which God provided. And can you just imagine Jonah at this time? contemplating whether or not it's worth it to pray now. Since I messed up with God, will he even hear me now? Anybody ever been there? When I've messed up so bad, I haven't been praying. I don't even know if I should pray now when I really need it because we think God is like man. <laughs> we think he's like that. I mean, he's going to say, mm-hmm, you ain't prayed before. Bump you. No. God is not like that. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. He's not man. He's not like man. He doesn't throw you away like that. The Bible says this in Psalms chapter 139. David here, he was um, talking to God and, or, um, or um, he was telling something about, about his God. And he said, I've been going through a whole bunch of stuff. There have been some things that have really crushed me. There are some things that I shouldn't even be here, and God should have departed from me long ago. But he says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. 
if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is light unto you. So the Bible says Jonah prayed now in the book of Jonah chapter 2, verse number 1. It says this. It says, uh uh-oh. It says, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Even though there had to been a period where he was contemplating, should I pray? Because I haven't prayed because I'm, I'm on the run from God. Should I even pray? But I know that, that this scripture I'm about to say, it hadn't happened yet. But there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Baby, I'm blood bought. I'm blood washed. God has done something in me that 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 sin ain't got a hold of me no longer. <laughs> Listen, the blood of God is so much powerful than sin. Than anything that you can do, the blood can cleanse. The blood can deliver you. So, uh the Bible is not very clear as to When during those three days and three nights in the fish's belly that Jonah prayed, because I was thinking to myself, I said, how long do you have to wait to pray when you're in a situation like that? But then I'm thinking to myself, there are things that I was doing to myself and How long did it take me to pray? How long did it take me to start to say, God, forgive me. God, cleanse me. God, make me all over again. Because I was fighting against the battle in my own minds, whether or not I'm good enough. Some of you are fighting the same battle in your mind, whether I'm good enough. Will God still listen to me? God's saying, I'm listening. Bible's not clear as to when during those three days Jonah started praying, but the Bible was clear that Jonah did pray. And after three days and three nights, God commanded the fish to let him go. There are things that have a hold of you, and it's taken you, and it is a dark place that you're in. Don't get it wrong. You, um, we think most of the time that everyone who comes into the house of the Lord, that everything is going good, that everything is going grand. But some of us are in a dark place and it seems like a dark pit. It seems like we're in the fish's belly. And it seems like there are things encamping around about us. Seems like things are trying to overtake us. 
Oh, God have mercy. But, but, but the thing about it is, you got to understand that when Jonah prayed, something happened then. Then God commanded. God didn't command until Jonah opened his mouth. You see, I'm, I'm telling you, what was preached last week is tied into this week. You got to say something. You got to say a word, God, I need you. I know that I've done things wrong, but God, I still need you. I need you more now than I ever have before. So Jonah prayed. It's not until after Jonah prayed that God commanded his situation to release him. It's not until you pray that your situation is going to be commanded to release you. There's power in your prayer because you have a God that listens. The Bible says that um, the God that we serve, that, that his arm is not too short to save. His ear is not dull of hearing. You have a God that is not just capable, but he's willing to pull you out of what you're in now. But you got to say, God, I need your help. And once you cry out for help, God is right there. Because um, remember when I said the true testament of whether or not someone is listening is they're going to be intent. And they're going to be ready to respond. God is ready to respond. But it is initiated by your opening your mouth and praying and saying something to your God and not being condemned of what has happened. It happened. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about what happened. The only thing you can do about something now is what can you say to get you out of this? God, I need you. God, I want you. Everyone on your feet, please.